Hi, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of The Safe Space. This is episode five. I can't believe it. We're now on our fifth episode, guys. That's pretty exciting. What do you guys think? We're about to hit a season. Season? What? A season of what? Look up this amazing podcast. Look, we're, we're, we're developing a lot. And I think, like, I'm getting more comfortable and everything with this podcast. That's true. Great. True, true. Well, like, what, you're thinking a season. Like, are you thinking a season of Netflix? Or are you thinking a season of, a, like, a TV show? Because season of Netflix is, what, like, 10 episodes? Season of, like, a regular show is, like, 22 episodes. I'm just thinking, like, Netflix standards. Netflix <laughs> <laughs> standards. What do you think, Carissa? Well, I'm super excited thus far, and I'm proud of how far we've come. And yes, Marcus, definitely, we're going to reach to a, a series. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think? Netflix, though, or are we thinking regular TV series? Netflix. Netflix mm-hmm. is, is it. <laughs> I think we're going to reach to Netflix series soon. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I I agree. Netflix. I, I, all right. I like that. Netflix series. So... Yeah, that's, uh, I like that. I like that. I didn't even think about it that way. The series, Netflix series. Welcome to the safe space, Netflix series. Um, we should have like a theme song to that. Um, so how's everybody's week going so far? How, give me, give me some updates. What do we got? So week's been great. Um, virtual learning has been more comfortable and stuff like that. Still some stuff to improve and all that with work, handing in work and like having like trying to have like a better like understanding of like the works that our teachers giving us but so far i think um we, i've been hanging in there for like virtual learning it hasn't been terrible but still wish to go back to school because it's i don't feel like i'm doing like much doing things virtually i don't think I, i'm not I'm not like at my full potential, like doing stuff virtually learning. And I think I can like do better if I was at school and just like show like all my friends and everything that I'm better than them. Like, <laughs> I just dominate. Like, I love it. It goes back like, to like, like, you said, like you said, Miss Layla, I am the overlord. <laughs> you are the overlord. Marcus, the overlord. <laughs> Um, so like, it sounds though, like you're saying that like, you still don't feel that, that concept of still being like, like, yes, you're doing schoolwork, but like, I'm not in school per se. Yeah. And sometimes schools, it's like, it's not that, like that challenge that you had in school, like trying to get the answer and stuff like that. It's like, for me, sometimes like, what's, what does it matter? Everybody else is going to be yelling if teacher's not going to hear your answer sometimes. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to. So, Carissa, you've been doing virtual too in college. How that's been so far? Honestly, school has been pretty busy, um, but I'm getting the hang of it, getting used to it. And as I said, the communication with my classmates is really helpful. So, it's not as bad, and it's, it's going good so far. Yeah. Sounds like your transition is a little bit better than... uh. Than Marks is, it sounds so, like. So, Carissa, do you believe that you'll be able to, like, have that um, college experience again, like other um, students have before? I mean, at this point, I'm kind of uncertain. But if it does happen, it's fine. If it doesn't, it's also fine. So I'm just smack in the middle. I'm not looking forward to going in, and I'm not looking forward to staying at home either. 
for me, I just want to, if I'm going to college, I want that experience in my case, because I don't want to do things virtually, then I'm going to get so adjusted to virtual learning. Nah, I want to do things where I can physically see my professors, see my friends, communicate with them and see the different activities college has, the experience. I know you've been having a lot of experience with communication. Nah, for me, that's not enough. I just want so that's my opinions on all of that. Yeah, totally. As it relates to like learning style, I really would appreciate the in-person learning because at home it's like I'm kind of teaching myself in a sense. But I guess that comes with its perks. So true. Yeah. Every yeah, everybody has their own teaching one teaching style, learning style. Um, and I think you know, hopefully knock on wood, that, you know, at one point you guys are going to be able to experience both styles. You know, hopefully Carissa can step, be able to step out of her virtual. All right. So, I mean, talking about hopefully you guys getting that, both that experiences, because I mean, I can only based on my own experience was essentially I only had in person. Uh, I only had a few virtual, well, I wouldn't say it's virtual. I only had some online classes and that was tough for me. I've never had that virtual experience that you guys had where the professor was always um, there per se. Um, I only had, you know, the professor would be like, here's some online discussions, have at it. So hopefully in the next year or two, you guys are going to be able to get that up. Again, that in-person experience especially Marcus when you leave me and go off to college and join Chris off to college and then I'm alone here but it's okay I'll deal with my separation anxiety eventually yeah after senior year yes you will and then you know again got to deal with my separation anxiety um so also let's talk about the last uh last week too you we're able to do the Oasis event that we had on Friday. So I want to take a minute. Let's take a minute and thank everyone who volunteered. A lot of the Imani students came out and high school students came out and volunteered and helped out. And uh, the, uh, the Oasis Foundation and they had their volunteers, which was working in the food bank and uh, the community of Irvington came out and helped. So thank you, everybody. Marcus, since you were out there, can you come and talk to us about it? It was great because I I saw like, because I've been doing Oasis for quite a while, a long while, since I was like a freshman. And now it was like coronavirus time and all that. I didn't expect so many people to come that day. I think it's, it was like a hundred and like. Almost 200. When I saw the thing, it was like 187, but it was more people coming, so it could have changed. But I was really surprised that so many people came to the event. And also, we like to thank them again for coming because we wouldn't have been able to do this without them. And yeah, and also, it was a great experience, like distributing food to the families, telling them thank you, and having to like have that, like, um, happiness of like doing something for your community and all of that and I was just just can't wait to like do Oasis again until like my senior year and then when I have to like go to college to do more because uh, right I like to like help people and stuff so when I like 
if I like have more opportunities to help with like any service or anything, I'm always like wanting to do any do it and I I won't like say I won't do it for like a have it have an excuse of saying like I would not do something. I'll always try to like do it. I will not like make any excuses. Even if I'm not on time, I will try my best to get there on time if it costs me to like run do anything please don't run again that was a very scary experience for me those who don't know i asked marcus to come at one time and he tried so hard to come on time that i thought he almost passed out please marcus just get here when you get here see for me it's just like i don't want to like say i'm going to get here at a certain time and i don't get here at a certain time because i told you miss layla i'm going to get here i yeah you did and then i would thought you you were like on your verge of passing out and i was like oh god i'm never gonna tell this kid marcus is a very reliable person chrissy you are too not gonna like giving you credit but that day i was like someone feed this child and someone give this child water um i'm very scared so continue sorry just had to put that in there me service again was great um able to like distribute food pack it up in bags um with my peers and all of that thanks for like seeing a lot of people from like different communities able to talk with them and yeah and i learned a lot from like some of the school base because this one of the guys from the um from, from the food bay gave me this book about a emperor and i read the book and it gave it showed a lot of like how this emperor like it, it relates to like how community service does people it relates to like how he helped his community grow when he, it didn't have no roman empire or anything and stuff like that so i would like to thank him for giving me that book was that johan yeah that's so cool i didn't know he did that yeah he gave me a book like yeah and i read it I just have to say, Chris, so you, you you didn't get a chance to go. You should have seen Marcus. He, they gave him a clipboard, and I took a picture of this but because Marcus was walking around like a boss, like with his little clipboard being like, yeah, okay, let me make sure y'all doing what you're supposed to be doing. Check, 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 check. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to make sure Marcus doesn't check me on something that I didn't do. Yeah, that's my job. I, that clipboard is like my job so if i lose that clipboard that's my life so and everybody was like i don't know check marcus has the clipboard and i was like oh, okay <laughs> yeah so um so actually i actually had the opportunity to volunteer with oasis it is like it's such a refreshing feeling because i just love giving back to the community and by volunteering i get to do that and it's just awesome. I wouldn't imagine myself like being at a community service event, um, handing out food to people. And it taught me like real community service. Yeah. Because Miss Vanessa trained us. She's like, okay, when these people come in here, you have to be polite. You have to say good afternoon. You have to smile. You have to make them feel welcome that this is like the best service they're ever going to get anywhere. And it just like ingrained in my mind. And when I actually started smiling, started following the script, doing everything, it, it just makes you feel so much better about yourself. So true. And, yeah, I did experience Marcus with the clipboard. He is professional, <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> you experienced Marcus with the, that gosh darn it clipboard. Also, yeah, I did soon. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it was like when we was like planning all community service before. I liked like when community service grew before the pandemic. It was great. When I saw before, we didn't have like that much kids, but yeah. once it hit like beginning of junior year before like all the pandemic and stuff, it was like twenty kids helping out with stuff, which was crazy. And it just it just kept going. And me with that clipboard, making sure everyone signed their names, get their yeah. hours and everything. I was like, oh. My so much people to the point where I'm I'm always at the community service there first where I don't have the luxury to like do anything because everybody's like all at their stations that's so cool job, and I'm like oh my gosh all I have to do is just like make sure everybody's there and everything and it was great to see how like it grew throughout the years and I hope it grows like continues to grow more students um um get are able to like volunteer to these events, it's, which are great. I agree. I mean, that was my first time volunteering for that event. And Carissa, like you said, there's just something about like giving back in that moment, you know, even like, yes, saying the please and thank yous and like, you know, thank you for being here. And it was just, there was such, I don't even know. Like I just, I, I remember driving home being like, I am so glad I did that. And I, you know, I want to thank again to the Oasis Foundation for giving us that opportunity. Um, Cause for me, it was just very humbling, I guess is the word I'm looking for. So uh, yeah, I, I really, and I just enjoyed watching everybody really like get involved. Like I saw besides Marcus and that gosh drunk clipboard, you know, running around, he was like, everybody's like, Marcus, where's the clipboard? <laughs> um, but just seeing everybody really um, step up. Um, and, um, just really getting, like doing, it was magic. I have to say magic of people getting together and doing the right thing. So, you know, I, so my question is for both of you, like being able to, how do you, well, we've already talked about feeling about volunteering. So my question is, to Marcus, how did you feel about volunteering during the pandemic? And Krista, have you been volunteering? So my question is to Marcus, you know, how do you volunteer during a pandemic and how's that been like for you? Krista, and have you also been volunteering during a pandemic and what has that been like? Okay, so to answer your question, volunteering during the pandemic, it was it was not bad because people like they followed the rules they went and some people like some people like they didn't follow the rules which is like okay but like we're trying to, to keep everyone safe because like i said before it's a lot of people and they have to like the only thing like we need to concern ourselves about is just people following the instructions if we tell you to go through a strict just go through the line do not do anything just do that so we can like make this community service successful that was the only thing edgy about community service but other than that we did our thing we packed the bags we were um wearing our masks um doing everything safe and i still felt i felt great because i was able to do it again because it mm -hmm. has been a while since i was not able to do the, um the food oasis thing and that now that they see me finally back they're like oh you're taller marcus i'm like I, got I know you like you sprung up like a I don't even know I, I want it like a plant what about you Carissa 
So I had to think about that question for a while. Um, during this pandemic, it's like my mind has been wiped. It's a whole clean slate. Um, but to answer that question, yes, I have been volunteering. I actually volunteer at an animal shelter on the weekends. So jealous, but go ahead. <laughs> it's the best thing ever. I'm telling you, it's like, it's so fulfilling and it's so wholesome. And um, yeah, that's what I've mainly been doing. But if the community, if the community needs help, like if the bridge needs help, if, um, for example, the Auto Achievement Center, which is also a nonprofit in Irvington, if they need help, I'm always here. I'm always available. And I'm always ready and willing. So, yeah. That should be a slogan. Always ready and willing. And then something about volunteering. Volunteering, always ready and willing. But, so like, but what is it like now? But during, volunteering during a pandemic, though. That's the bigger question because it's it's a different it is a different atmosphere. Yeah, it is different because we're not like now we're not able to like help people that are really like struggling with their bags and things that we keep the line moving and everything, which is really I feel bad that we're not able to help them. But at the same time, I understand that we're doing a like pandemic crisis, so we can't take like any risk of like having to get the virus or anything and also like it's also different because it's not as much people as we saw before like i was saying there was a lot of people and now like we shrunk but there were still a good amount of people there so i it's, it's like different because we're not we were able to like socialize like we used to have jokes while like packing the bags and everything but it's kind of different. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like the same like feeling we had before all of that. Yeah. What, what about you, Carissa? Because, you, you know, I know that you would have, like the animal shelter, what is that like volunteering there? Yeah, um, definitely. Well, I want to also talk about like volunteering with the bridge. Um, before the pandemic, it was much more accessible. But once a pandemic started, there were less opportunities for students to get involved in. But as it relates to the, the animal shelter, um, there's not many people there, mm. which is like good, I guess. And due to the pandemic, a lot of shelters aren't allowing volunteers to come in. So the fact that the shelter that I volunteer at allows people to come in once you follow the rules and regulations, it's really perfect and it's a good opportunity also. Yeah, that's so true. So, like, you made a good point. So, the 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 capacity, the limitation capacity. So, that's definitely a um. I want to. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a limitation on the uh, on volunteering for people. And so, how do we um that plays an impact on planning future events? So, how do we one? I find, and I could be wrong how do we get your generation involved, especially with the limitations, you know? So since the um, pandemic, as I said, there has been more virtual interaction. So I believe that if a student has a particular talent, they can use that to benefit or help the community in whatever way possible. For example, there can be like a fundraiser, like if someone is like a DJ, I would say, or if they rap, they can like put on a show and raise money for their community that can also be
considered as volunteering and giving back in whatever way you can. Yeah, that's true. Um, my standards, ways that we can like have more people involved is just to like show them what we have been doing, show like different right. things that have um, been done throughout com- our community, community service wise, and just try to like convince people that community service is a great thing and to be able to do community service you'll feel so much relief so much happiness to be able to like make a change or help people that need help in our community that yeah i mean that's you guys are making valid points um but my question now is my follow-up is why do you think people are not getting involved though because sometimes it feels like we're grasping, you know, the phrase of like, we're grasping at straws or whatever it is. Like, why is it difficult? It's difficult because one reason can be like, parents don't want like their child to take the risk of having to learn about it, which is understandable. I understand that. So yeah, that's one. Another can be like, you're not used to the environment of like mm-hmm. other people. You might like know a few people, but you're not used to like the environment with socializing with like the other type of people that are there or you might not like the person that's there yeah so what about you Carissa um I believe the reason why a lot of students aren't involved in community service is because it is not something that is cool per se okay Uh, they believe that if you help out or if if you're volunteering, that's lame and it's not awesome. It's like, it's something that is not popular for teens on a whole to do. So I feel like there's a sort of connotation to it that a lot of kids usually stay clear of it. I think if we like change that stigma and we show them, as Marcus said, exactly what they're missing out on, then more people will join in. It's true. Yeah, you guys are making really good valid points. So it's it seems like, you know, we have to do a lot more. Uh, I don't know the word I'm thinking of, but I want to say like more advertisement. That's not the right word though, but more exposure. Right? Am I? I'm getting some nods. Marcus is kind of staring out. He's kind of lost in a stare. Maybe I'll get him back. Um, Chris is like, you know, it's funny because Carissa has been joining us recently on via Zoom and she's just, you can't see it, but you know, she meets herself a lot and I'm starting to see why because she giggles in the distance and eventually I'm going to get her back in here so you, y'all can see what she does. Uh, um, that's a side note, but yeah, uh, yeah, you guys are making really good points on the on volunteering. And I think right now, more than ever, in the atmosphere, the climate that we're in, I think volunteering is important. And we have to figure out what ways that we can get each other involved. And we are on our website, those who have not checked it out, com, which, again, we will mentioned it at the end we are posting events opportunities from volunteering that will also be on the website so now we're going to go i guess now shift into another topic uh yeah so recently we have lost uh just justice 
uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, if you guys recently saw that on the news. What do you guys know about Ginsburg? <laughs> They're both looking at each other like, who wants to go first? I feel like I'm a teacher. Sometimes when I'm doing this, I feel like I'm a teacher in the classroom. Like, okay, who wants to go first? So I guess I'll just jump in and go first. Um, unfortunately and sadly, before her death, I have only heard her name mentioned once. And so that's probably bad on my part. I I should really be more informed on things like this. But I recently found out that she was actually a professor at the Rutgers Law School. And so during one of the courses, we were talking about her and the impact that she has made. Mm -hmm. And honestly, hearing about her right now, she's truly an inspiration. I even had the opportunity to watch one of her speeches and the wisdom that that lady has is, it's astounding, honestly. Yeah. What do you well, I, I agree with you 100%, Carissa. She's done a lot for her community. She gave the right to sign a mortgage without a man. She gave the right to have a bank account without make male co-signer. She gave the right to have a job without being discriminated based on gender, which is great. You have the right to have a job without gender? Many people did not have that opportunity. Also, she gave the right for women to be pregnant pregnant have kids at work, which was like, because many women, when they had kids, they weren't able to work because, you know, sometimes service and all of that, but for her to give that opportunity to many, like, African-Americans in other um, gender, it was great, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, she played a big impact on today's society, and, you know, it's, like, I did some history, um, history i did some research on her life prior to this i'm gonna kind of give everybody a, a quick um quick biography history lesson on ruth Bader ginsburg you know she was our a second female justice of the supreme court uh like uh and like carissa said she she taught at rutgers university law and then columbia and she was the first female tenured professor she served as the director of the Women's Rights Project of the American Civil Liberties Union during the 1970s. And then she was appointed the U.S. Court of Appeals of the District of Columbia in 1980. Um, let's see. She graduated first in her class at the Cornell University in 1954. Bear with me, guys. I'm so sorry. Um, you know, when her husband uh was discharged was in the military she had to also learn how to she went to law school she learned how to manage you know being a, a first-time mom and, you know she when she went to harvard law she had to learn to balance her life as a mother and a law student and during that time it was a very male-dominated environment and out of a class of 500 there was only eight female students and she became the first female member of of a prestigious legal journal of the Harvard Law Review. Um, I mean, I could go on and on about this woman and all of her accomplishments of her life. So let's just take that in for a minute. And 
trying to see. Let's pick, let's, let's look at a one case or two. So one of the cases that I actually looked at was, um, it was the United States versus, uh, the Virginia military Institute, which, um, one of the things was that it boasted a long, profound tradition as Virginia's only exclusive male public undergraduate, undergraduate higher learning institute. Um, the suit stated that the the Virginia Mil- Virginia Military Institute only admissions policy was on was unconstitutional as it violated the 14th Amendment Equal Protection Clause. So basically what it did, so I don't have to read the whole thing word for word, was that it uh, only allowed males into the school and what the the institute said that, well, okay, we'll just open up a females um, institute then. But Ginsburg was like, no, that's not gonna work. We're gonna do, you're gonna allow women and men, we're going to make this a co-institute. So what do you guys think about that? Well, I think that she's been throughout her life. I think she lived her life to the fullest. She became a incredible person. And I think that, like, it inspires me to become, like, a person that she has become. The things that she did for um, her community and stuff like that. And I feel like I want to, like, become someone like that. That became number one in her class. I want to become like the college and high school. You're already there, Marcus. I am almost there. Like, I'm top ten in um, top ten. So yeah, Adam, that's unacceptable. Yeah. Top five. I know. <laughs> um, I have. To, I'm, I really want to become someone like her, and people like her and other great African or other like African Americans that achieved greatness. Honestly, she definitely lived her life to the fullest. Um, there's a lot of things that I have the opportunity of doing that I take for granted. Like when I get older, I can have my own house in my name. That's something I didn't know that. Well, definitely it was not allowed before, but it's something that I now take advantage of. Like I never knew who made this possible. And more awareness needs to be spread because it's crazy that someone made such an impact and a lot of people are still unaware. Right. And that's the one of the things. So I did. So one of the cases that I actually researched and I like made the mistake, you know, when you do, when you go do the Google and then you're like lost in the internet. So I did that. And that was the biggest mistake of my life because this woman was preceded over so many cases and I was like mind blown. Um, so one of the cases that I actually wanted to touch upon, which was the um, Led Better versus Goodyear Tire uh, case, which was in actually, it started in November of 06 and ended in, was decided in 07. So just to give everybody kind of the basis of the case, um, well, this case, let me start over. So this case actually led to the Lilly Ledbetter Fair Pay Act. Which, because of this case, um, it made it it made it easier for people who were discriminated against based on race, ethnicity, and gender to win their cases. Um, because now I'm going to talk about the case. This woman she worked for Goodyear Tire for 19 years. Uh, her name was Lily Ledbetter. 
She was consistently given low rankings in annual performance and salary reviews and low raises relative to other employees. So she sued Goodyear for gender discrimination in violation of the Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Uh, it, she alleged that the company had given her a, a low salary because of her gender. The, the jury found Ledbetter in her favor and awarded her over 3.5 million, which the district judge later reduced to only 360,000. Goodyear tried to appeal it, citing that the, that the title requires discrimination complaints to be made only within 160 days, 180, sorry, 180 days, and that the jury should not look over her 19 year uh, career. So the question is, can a plaintiff bring a salary discrimination suit under the Title Title VII of the Civil Rights Act when um, when the complaint of pay is received only during the 100-day limitation pay period? So basically, should have my question is to you guys because this is this was a big case when I was reading about it. I'm sorry if I kind of sounded like I was lagging on and on. So, you know, the jury found her obviously in her favor and they wanted to look over the 19 years, but the judge said, no, let's look at just the one year. Ginsburg was like, after all of this, Ginsburg said, you know, we really needed, they should have looked at her 19 years instead of just the one. That's what led to the Lily bed figure uh literally led better pair pay act so things like this would not happen again in that they only looked at the one year but instead they should look at the 19 years what do you guys think about it because i was like wow this poor woman who was you know her 19 years she put into this company and they only awarded her for only a year so what do you guys think Oh, I think like that's unfairness that they're only looking at one year when she has done a lot for nineteen years. Which it relates to like what I'm like learning in school about like because we've been reading about these two argumentative like articles. One of them was like called called Blackness. It was talking about um different like um how society just calls us by like different ethnicities and names and um, disregarding immigrants when America was made by immigrants and all of that. And then we have this other article which we started reading that's called Mother's Tongue, which is about different Englishes. What, I, when, what they mean by Englishes is how like we speak different like types of Englishes, the way you speak slang to your friends, the way you talk to your teacher, the way you talk to like an, an adult and all of that. That's like English is in how like people call like um for people from different country in English is broken English is mm-hmm. where there's it's not broken because and they also call it limited and we can't be calling it broken or limited because if we call it limited that means that she does that person doesn't like know amount of English but their English is perfectly fine it's just accented and it just talks. And then also, like, the point where I'm trying to get at, it was, like, one part in this article where it talked about um, this woman's mother and her mother, like, she spoke, her, um, I'm not going to say broken, um, 
accented, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, accented um, English. And her mother was like, she was not getting, like, she was being, they were being unfair to her. Some, she went to the store talking and all of that. They they act like they didn't understand what she was saying, but she was talking perfectly fine. But the phrases and stuff she used is kind of maybe not un- it's like unfamiliar to you, but you still will be under will be able to understand what she's trying to say. And I feel like it relates to like how people are just not not getting um equal treatment. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah, that's you make a really good point. Chris, what are your thoughts? Honestly, I believe that the lady is very, she has a lot of self-will because if I was being unjustly treated and only paid for one year of 17 years, 19, 19 to make it even worse, I don't know, like, I wouldn't be able to to put up with that. Yeah. And the fact that she was even placed in that situation is, it's unbelievable. and unheard of and i can't believe that that was the type of injustices that used to happen and it shows how far along we've come to be able to take these things for granted and to even point out this happened in oh seven oh seven and so it's not even like oh this happened in like 1989 or 88 this is like oh like oh in 07, we have to ask for men and women to be paid equal? Like, what? The thing is, it's still happening, but it's on a much lower scale. And that's still, like, unbelievable. But the nice thing is, it's still happening a lot for me. I don't... It might have been happening lower, but there's still a lot of people that are still not being treated the way they should be, which we should take into account that we should... Everyone should treat everyone equally. If you don't treat anybody equally, then what you expect them to treat you like? So exactly, this is a point that you should just state out. <laughs> I'm sorry. What that I what? Nothing. No. What that I state out? No, 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 no. Did you hear what he said? You know I can rewind this. <laughs> I think he said it's a point that you should state out. That's what you said, right? I, I was just trying to say, like, when you, people just, like, just, um, like, always, like, say different, like, um, things to you, and you're, you're being unfair to them. Yeah. What you expect? What you expect from them? You expect them to treat you, like, to treat you as a good person and all of that, but some people do that, which yeah. is, like, I commend them for that, for being really strong. And, and, right. I just, it feels really unfair to see people suffering just because they're from a race that from a different race from you they from a different tradition background and everything yeah no it's true it's true no i hear you i hear you you know and that's like why i picked out one of these cases is like you know out of the like the 50 million that ginsburg pointed out i thought wow like just because of this one case it led to her pushing for a fair pay act of saying, you know, just because because of your gender, your race, your ethnicity, it should not hinder you from getting what you need and what you deserve as a basis of a human being. So, um, 
Um, so that's, that's something that, you know, we should consider. And, you know, as, uh, you know, though her loss is huge, you know, we have to keep these moment, these, these movements, these, her ideals, her beliefs to keep going. And, you know, we have to keep continue to inspire others to do the same. Yeah. All of that hard work just to get one ring. It's like, what? Exactly. What? If I was there, like, like, what? What is it? That woman worked really hard for those years, and you just give her one year of her of stuff that she earned out of nineteen. Yeah, one out of nineteen. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Crazy talk. I believe that person. She that person done a lot of work, a lot of struggle. She had to overcome different things just to get one year. Mm Hmm. I agree. I agree. Um. So. I mean, I can go on and on and talk about Ginsburg because uh, as I researched her more and more, I was like fascinated more about her life. And I really do uh, encourage a lot of people to research her and learn more about her and definitely encourage others to, you know, get more involved, get more involved in your community, get more involved in how you can play an impact on your future and your life. Uh, So we're actually going to have to start tying this tying this up before we go to our last minute thoughts which i totally enjoy that what you guys do i just want to point out that we have a website now if you have not just checked us out on our instagram that we have it's called the amani safespace.com where on there you can post your thoughts your feelings um on there it's completely anonymous you just submit it and we we can see it and you know you can choose whether or not you want us to share it but it won't um uh we you know but your name will not be put out there you might be like if you want to do like safe space 2020 you know but we won't put your actual name out there but we definitely want to hear from you because this podcast is about you and your thoughts, your feelings, you know, your perspective on things, you know, so we'll put each week, we'll put what the episode's going to be about. And if you have thoughts on that episode, give us an opportunity to share it. And also, you know, there's a section on that website to, you know, if you guys want to post your stories, your poetry, your creative thoughts, your artwork, anything. Again, this podcast is about you. And there was something else. Oh, and on the website, it also has where you can listen to us because you can hear us on Podbeam, Apple Podcasts, Spotify now, and Google Podcasts. So, we're out here now. And so let's go on our final thoughts our last minute thoughts before we wrap it up. Marcus. Final thoughts that I have. Um, we'd like to see more voices, more people. I hope that this podcast has inspired you to become the best person you can be. I hope that you're um, able to like live your life to the best like um, she did. And Thank you for listening. Thank you. What I have to say is don't discredit something unless you actually try it so 
try out community service before you say it's not for you because i guarantee that community service is for everyone and no one ever goes out of community service um less advantaged i mean disadvantaged they come out with more experience more more um you're just fulfilled you're happy so try it out you won't regret it and do your research about um about things that you ha don't really know about but need to learn about for example um justice ruth ginsburg because she played a really important role in or life as it is right now and so i implore you to do your research and i'm also going to do my research and just have a wonderful life thank you guys thank you and so my final thoughts are um yeah really you know you guys both said some you guys always say some really great things and then i'm always last and i just sit here and i go oh what am i gonna say um you know again do your research you guys are definitely marcus you said something that uh what did you say you said something you know be as you said something something like be as great as she was or whatever um it was great you guys said something really impactful but i just want to say that the future is you guys the future is you be in control of your future and be awesome because you are. So as we wrap up this last episode, our last episode, our fifth episode, it's not our last episode, guys. This is just an episode. Um, our fifth episode of the, of the safe space. Um, you can check us out again on Podbeam, Apple podcast, Spotify, and Google podcasts. And also check us out on Instagram and now on our website, um, we will have the links of everything that we've talked about on our about us or everything on the website and the link of everything on the episode. Does anyone have anything they want to add before we peace out? So this is our real final thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Marcus. <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, next week. Next week's going to be really exciting. We're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter. Also, that was also my actual final, final thought. So please, please, please uh, listen out for us. And we want to hear from you. So definitely, definitely put your thoughts and stuff onto our website. Or if you would like to be a guest, uh, please, please, please join us. Thank you. And we hope to see you guys again. Or not here see you guys hear from you guys and please please uh send us out a shout out and rate us on the social media of your choice thank you guys and we'll see you guys again next week bye now <laughs>